Altman. I'm Dave Justow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Uh, That was written for my baby. Temptation. I'll finish the song. Hello, all, and welcome to another episode of Billy Joel A to Z. Today, we are featuring a song that's never on anyone's mind, and it'll probably be put back in the discount rack a half hour or so from now. But nevertheless, today's song is entitled Temptation. Temptation is the seventh song or the second song off the second side of Billy Joel's 10th studio album, The Bridge which was released July 9th, 1986. It appears nowhere else, not even the, I'm just going to say it again, completely worthless in caps, My Lives compilation album, which I only bring up because, Alon, there is a demo of this song that is so fantastic and it is not on the stupid album. What is the purpose of that dumb album, Alon? WTF. Anyway, let's reset here and go to some pretty bad rankings. In fact, the rankings are so bad, the guys didn't even bother writing any blurbs. <laughs> it's really bad. No way. I swear to God. So, yes, let's go to the rankings. And as I told you, uh, I guess you can figure out from what I just said, where do you think Christopher Bonanos puts this classic song, <laughs> Temptation, that no one's heard in over uh, 30 years? I'm going to go pretty high here. I'm going to say 112. Yeah, you, you got it. It's 110. Oh, I was going to say that. And I thought that's too. Oh, man. Now Can you imagine? Right there. 110 out of 121 songs. And Glenn Gamboa put it at 72. No blurbs. They didn't bother. And the fans rank it at 113. Apparently, nobody likes Temptation. But, I mean, you were there. You've heard the demo. Wouldn't that have been something if that was the actual song? One, two, three, four.
Honestly, I did not like the demo. Really? Um, yeah. Surprising. I kind of like it until the lyrics come in. Uh, then I think it just sounds so corny, even worse than like how this song already is sort of corny. The, the way he's singing it as like a faster, jangly guitar rock song, I think really doesn't work with this song either. The bridge of the demo I liked. That's a, it's a different lyrics that he doesn't have in the final version. that sounded cool but the rest of the demo i really and normally i like these demos that are different i like fast billy joel songs but i think at least phil ramon made the best out of this song with the way that they did it you you probably i guess you're right but i really like the demo but i see your point on the lyrics i you know like i said i usually don't concentrate on that when i hear the song at the beginning so i just like the groove and the beat and it was much better than you know what this song is and became and actually, before the lyrics come in, the, the way the music sounds almost reminded me of A Room of Our Own. It had that kind of vibe to it. You mean thought, the demo? Yeah, the demo sounded a little bit like A Room of Our Own. But then once the words come in, it just goes out the window. Well, for me, the beginning sounds well, I'm, I'm going to I'm just going to share you with it. and You tell me if you see any similarities to what I'm about, the ridiculousness that this is a Dave Juskow classic. Uh, heard when he heard the opening piano um, chords. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can give this a try. Are you ready? I'm ready. Look at what happened to me. I can't believe it myself. Suddenly I'm a Did you see any similarities from the beginning of the temptation to the greatest American hero theme? I hear it. Yeah, you're totally right. And I don't, I'm trying to think if that made the song better or worse. It probably made it even worse than it already is. Because <laughs> that song also is so corny. It's just this. What? How dare you know what? Once you take that back right now, what do you know about anything? You don't know anything about the greatest American hero and it's an awesome theme. Who sings it? Joey Scarborough. Yeah, well, as far as I'm concerned, the only person who sings it is George Costanza. So I heard That's that right. version first. I, then I heard the real version later. And so it's always been subpar compared to the. Uh, I guess that's true. If you had heard it, the George Costanza one before you heard the song back in 1981. Yeah, you probably couldn't take it seriously. And you know, what's funny is it's kind of like I'm coming from it from this perspective of never knowing that that was supposed to be a parody of an existing song. So when I saw that Seinfeld episode. It was just so hilarious. It was like, what the hell did George just like write this like very clever catchy? Oh, how tune? fascinating! So you didn't know that was a real song? 
Not at all. So what made you find it funny? Because it's George singing and the whole thing is just absurd because this was a time when people would have like funny answering machine yeah. messages and that was the best. And we ended up doing it for at home. We had that. We sang it our own version for the Altmans. Oh, that's really funny. To the greatest American hero theme. Yeah, which I still didn't know was a song. How could you not know it's a song if you're singing? Like, how'd you get the music? We sang it a cappella. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not, the Altmans aren't home. <laughs> yeah. Where could he be? <laughs> That's the best part where it's just. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely classic. And it's funny that they play it multiple times on that episode, but it's even funnier that you are so young. You had no idea that it was from, cause that's what made it even funnier. You know, if you knew in advance, <laughs> that's just a theme that, you know, was already 15 years old. <laughs> that's what made it so that's mm -hmm. what made it so they picked the perfect song for that answering machine to be funny in every way for people that didn't know it and the people that did yeah it worked on so many levels it's kind of like yeah. one of those pixar movies where people are like it's funny for the kids but it's also funny for grown-ups yeah that's what this was like believe it or not george isn't at home please leave a message at the beep I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. So anyway, about this particular song, uh, you know, I've, I've heard it be quoted. The song itself is mellow and pleasant, but not that memorable. And that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, not very memorable, kind of repetitive. The only thing I like about it is probably Mark Rivera's saxophone that pops in here and there, because I think it's kind of cool to like harken back to late seventies, Billy Joel after a break where there weren't as many sax songs. Good point. Also, apparently this song, which I did not know is about Alexa Ray, not Christy Brinkley. And again, yeah. when you were talking about the lyrics and you didn't like the lyrics of the thing, I, you know, this again, I'm listening to this song. How can it not be about Christy Brinkley? She's such a temptation. I would never have guessed that. And then when I heard it was about Alexa Ray, I, I mean, then it makes sense because what it is about actually is a being a being apart from his daughter, right? Or something. Well, no, it, it, it's also about kind of like wanting to always not be apart, to want to be there with her, and like he's tempted to not go back to work, to not write good songs, obviously. And, uh, you know, because all he wants to do is he's lost his ambition with his career, basically, and being on the road and writing music because he now he has his family that he cares for, which is a, a sweet message. Well, I think he was saying he he has to go to work, but she's such a temptation to stay home and not work. So even though he did two more albums after this, I guess we can blame Alexa Ray for him retiring. So that's just another thing. Uh, that she has to live with on a daily basis. This poor girl. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> gosh, Alexa, it's just, there's, a, there's a lot on your head already, but this, the pressure of having caused Billy Joel to make the bridge. And, and apparently <laughs> he has a whole bunch of songs that were about being apart from his daughter when he knew he was getting divorced. Because I guess this, I don't, I don't know how old she was when they were getting divorced. I guess not very old. About nine, ten. Yeah, nine. I guess that makes yeah. sense. And he, and so he said that, "Hey, girl," the Carol King song from Greatest Hits Volume Three is about that. And the stupid, apparently, Opus One soliloquy, which is parenthesis on a separation from the fantasies and delusions. Thanks so much. 
Mr. Joel. <laughs> well, I am going to put out a new album. You're just not going to like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's music, but not what you think. I thought you guys would like anything I put out. Yeah, we thought that too. Well, he found he found what the line was, I guess, because if that didn't go platinum, then he knows that this is the, not the kind of music people wanted to hear. Well, let alone he's not even playing on it. So what's the point of anything? Like why, you know, we talk about it all the time. He wants to be a singer-songwriter, singer-songwriter, and then he just does this and gives it to this guy that nobody's ever heard of before. Like, that's what he decided to give somebody his music to? Well, same with Cass Dillon, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, that comes late. Well, then he figured it out. Let me give it to a young kid. Yeah, Christmas in Fallujah. Yeah. You got to be kidding me. Then he starts dating Alexa Ray. Huh? Cass Dillon and oh, Alexa oh, Cass Dillon. I, I Billy Joel does not date Alexa a Woody Ray. Allen thing here. I, yeah. I was like, yeah, well, that's what's confusing because the song I get that it's it's fine to write a song about your baby daughter. That's wholesome. And everyone does that. kind. You know, a lot of singers do that. Sure. But hey, Jude. Well, that's yeah. not about that's about somebody else. Well, someone else's kid. <laughs> yeah, right, it'd right. also be creepy. But the, yeah, the title temptation, like you never think of that in terms of like a kid. So that's why it's so confusing that this is like about what it is. Yeah, it's not cool i think if he had put this out today he wouldn't have called it that uh, and called it something else because back then i guess everybody's a little bit more forgiving but the other thing didn't isn't his current wife's name alexa alexis uh, yeah that's what threw me off when you said it's about alexa i thought i was thinking of his current wife but of course that's impossible but it's still weird that he married some i'm un, again Another burden on Alexa Ray, <laughs> the poor kid. All these stepmoms. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All these stepmoms. Uh, she seems better now. Obviously, she was going through a rough time early on. Can you blame her? Gotta, I really hope she's doing OK. She's had a lot thrown at her. Yeah. Well, Billy Joel talks about that in that Q&A he did with Alec Baldwin, where someone asked actually a question about basically how do, does he ever write songs with Alexa Ray? And he's basically said, like, I don't write with her because she has enough on her play already. She's already getting like a lot of hate on the Internet for things. I don't need to add to her stress. Wow. Oh, so he, wow. he just said he's like, I, he's like, I don't help her. Like, I don't want people to think that I'm helping her career. He said, all I do is I let her stay at my house because she's got nowhere to stay. Oh, geez. It, it wasn't very nice the way it came off, actually. When was that interview yesterday? 2010. That was about uh, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't want to get I mean, she's such a temptation. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. This song is so stupid. I think it's funny in the lyrics when Billy Joel says, I look so tired because I don't get much sleep. Like, it's not because of Alexa Ray, Billy. You've looked tired since you were 21. You have these yeah, giant exactly. bags under your eyes. Don't we blame the, the new baby. We have the exact same eyes. Right. And people think you probably have four kids, right? They do. I just look like that kind of guy. No, Billy Joel has it 10 times worse. Well, he used to box. Maybe that's why. It's time for me to be on my way. I know I got business to conduct and I got places to go. These are like half-assed lyrics. <laughs> yeah, for like opening lyrics, we talk about sometimes how his opening lyrics are so brilliant and really capture you. And then I've got business to conduct just doesn't really quite. Do Why it. would you ever think this is about his daughter? But I can't help looking at her sleeping instead. Another morning, I'll have trouble climbing out of this bed. What? That? Huh? Well, not, that? not her what? bed. Oh, out of the, no, out of this bed. Because he's been up all night, like checking on the baby. And no, there's or, no reason to believe this is about Alexa Ray when you see those last two lines. Climbing out of this bed sounds like he's sleeping with Christy Brinkley in the bed. 
She's absolutely gorgeous. I couldn't help looking at her sleeping, too. And I would have trouble getting out of bed if Christy Brinkley was sitting next to me. Why wouldn't I think that? She's such a temptation. It's driving me crazy. It's my fascination that's making me act this way. This all says Christy Brinkley to me. So now it's a very creepy song. And then I say, and I know what all my friends say. They're afraid that I'm losing my touch, but she's such a temptation. What? No, I think it, I, I don't agree with you. I think it makes I think it makes sense that it's about a kid. You're losing your I, touch, man. You're spending too much time at home with that family. You know, it's like I that. disagree. I don't you know what? What? Why would your friend say when have you ever heard? I mean, you don't have any kids, but when have you ever heard somebody say, dude, you're too into your kid, man? <laughs> yeah, but they wouldn't say that about about Christy Brinkley either. They'd be like, yeah, man, get 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 no, it. They might. They might say it about somebody's girlfriend or wife. They might question something if they have a good friend, but they're not going to say it like, dude, you're too into your kid. I mean, yeah, not especially when guy. the kid's only like, you know, he's riding this when she's like one year old or something. So it's yeah. like, who's going to be that mean about a, kid, a guy with a newborn? I'm going to say this is really awkward. <laughs> I'm going to go on record saying this is extremely awkward and perhaps we should move on. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I don't think there's any undertones like that, but it's just weird that he. Uh... Well, I don't either. I don't either. I just saying it's not reading to me that it's about Alexa Ray. I, I don't think there's anything in it that's creep but then when i read those lyrics now knowing it's about alexa ray there would be no reason for me to believe when i heard this song the first time that it's about his daughter not christy brinkley and i guarantee that everyone else who you know is like me as a single male at the time of listening to this is only thinking about every song is about christy brinkley because why wouldn't you think that way we were forced to think that way once they got together we know who's writing about that's probably why he kept his status in the industry. I mean, that that was a huge push. Yeah, yeah. It was like one of those like things that his publicist put it together. Like, you should get with this Christy Brinkley. Be great for your career. Well, think about if we think about an innocent man. Now, we all like an innocent man and we all like the songs that are on it. But I, I wonder if he wasn't dating Christy Brinkley at the time, if he wasn't in the news, is that album as big as it was? That had to propel it to another level because you're just like tell her about it uptown girl all it just all sounds it's got to be about christy brinkley even though we know now it's not one of us about l mcpherson you know what i mean yeah it's just uh and then just you know i'm assuming every song on the bridge is about her i'm assuming everything on star anytime he's talking about a girl there's what well, and why wouldn't we think that every song before an innocent man was about elizabeth weber so why wouldn't we think besides one prostitute and one girl at a Motel 6. And three songs about his mom. Exactly. So why wouldn't I think this was about Christy Brinkley? There'd be no reason from his backstory to ever think it was about anyone else. So here's a theory then. How about this? He wrote the song about Christy Brinkley, sang it for her, and she was like, really? That's that's the best you could do for me? And then he was like, oh, no, no, no. This is about the baby. It's the baby I'm talking about. <laughs> well, it's not for mean, you. Well, well, he was like, Billy, I mean, he's like, look, I, I know you wanted a better song after Christy Lee. And she's like, yeah, but I don't like this one either. Well, this isn't <laughs> about you. You wait for the next album. And then uh, we it's a song called We Didn't Start the Fire. And it's all about when you were born up until now. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. I wasn't born in 1940. You weren't. Oh, uh, my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> There's one interview when Billy Joel's talking about this song where he mentions that basically 
because of this song and the whole idea of the bridge in general, he was so focused on his family that he was sort of losing his desire to work really hard. And so he admitted that the bridge doesn't have a lot of well-written songs. And I'm sure he considers this to be one of those, but he even said that it's similar to street life serenade in that way. So he admitted it, that that also he was in a rush to finish the album and that it wasn't that great. I mentioned both of those on the S wrap up. And I said, they're both, both of those albums are similar. in the fact that they are a mess. <laughs> yeah. Very clear. Although Street Life Serenade, I feel it has more good stuff in my mind than the bridge has on it. But you could see that there's he's I mean, obviously when you're doing a song with, with Cindy Lauper, uh, you know, helping you write, it's not going so well. Well, you know what I should do is uh, make a new Spotify playlist and combine the best songs from the bridge and Street Life Serenade and make a new album called uh, Street Life Charlie. Bridge. No, I don't know. Called what? Street Life Bridge. Yeah, something like that. Bridge Serenade. Or no, to just come up with a new Billy Joel title that he might call an album. So it's like if he took all the best stuff and said, let's just get rid of the crap. So there's no code of silence. There's no temptation. There's no uh, yeah, I know, but the connection. Pro- but the problem is that I would be putting on Running an Ice and Modern Woman and everybody would be like, well, it's still crap. Yeah, it's like those are the ones that Billy Joel was considering the bad songs. And for you, those are the good songs. Well, what? Yeah, so exactly. So I guess it's not going to work because uh, people will still be angry at me now. Not just <laughs> Billy Joel. <laughs> oh, it's such a great idea to combine those two albums. Street Life Bridge. Yeah, you fucked up. <laughs> you picked all of the worst ones. What, what, you, what, you guys don't like Modern Woman and Running on Ice? What, what gives? <laughs> so as you can imagine, Billy Joel has never played this live. Except oh. at one Q&A he did in 1996 at CW Post where he sang about a minute of it because someone asked a question. Oh, so he's never done it live? Never. Wow. Zero. Wow. I don't know whether we've... Have we ever had talked about a song where he's like never done it live? Because usually you're saying, well, he did it once in 1984 and then he never did it again. Have we ever had a song where he's never played it live? I mean, even tell her about it. He's played three times. Yeah, no, we've we've had other ones that are had zero. So this is not unique. Wow. Zero. See, and again, maybe it's not the best song, but again, it's Billy Joel. So it's always OK. And I'm sure if he somehow combined the demo a little bit with something, where if he was to do this live, it's all I'm saying. Why not put it out there? And uh, what is it going to see if it lays like a locks? Uh, yeah you know why well, why why aren't you doing a song you've never done before and just putting it out there it's not a bad song i mean it's about your daughter so it's not like about elizabeth or anything so why not give it a chance i don't know what you know when you have when you're there at this place every month why not hey let's do temptation today for no reason yeah, well, he would only do it, let's say, if it was a night when Alexa was there and he would bring her out and maybe they would sing it together. But they've had those kind of moments and they've never gone for this song. Well, that'd be really weird if she sang this with him. So <laughs> about herself as a baby. Yeah, exactly. Well, Dave, it's time for the trivia portion of the show. Do you have a stumper for me? I have one. Let's see if it um, I mean, it should be fairly easy. But it's along the lines of what we're talking about. What is the greatest and most popular song ever written? I'm just kidding. That's, oh, that's, I, that's, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, that would be uh, the Sesame Street team. No. Uh, the, what is the greatest and most popular song ever written by a musician about his daughter? 
that actually has his daughter in the song crying at the beginning and playing in the bath at the end on the album version. Okay, I'm going to take a guess here. Is it, isn't she lovely? That is the correct answer. Nice. About his daughter, Aisha. The song opens opens with the crying of the just born baby. And then at the end of the song, Steve says, come on, Aisha, get out of the water, baby. When he says, get out of the water, baby, she's splashing over. It's really her. It was recorded. He recorded it with, you know, him and his daughter taking a bath, which, again, is also awkward if we think about it um, now that she's probably four. Well, the worst part is, so he went there with the recording equipment in the bath and got an electric shock and lost his eyesight. <gasps> That's how that happened? That's how it I was happened. wondering about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, I mean, we are positive it is about her now. In that sense. But if you hear the, if I were all I ever heard was the single version, I just assumed it was about a woman that he was dating. But then yeah. when you hear the album version, you get it. Right. So it's similar to this where it's like, uh, it's a wholesome love song that could be about a, a romantic love or about a love with a kid. Well, I don't understand. Billy Joe loves special effects. Why isn't the baby crying at the beginning? <laughs> You're right. He totally missed an off. opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so, Alon, do you have a trivia question for me? Yes, I do. And I will uh, I'll start it out in a harder way and then I'll give you a hint if, if this is too vague. What pop singer had a song about having a baby that broke into the Billboard Top 10 in the same week as Modern Woman in what? 1986? Is it Baby Baby by Amy Grant? No. All right. Well, that's a pretty good one, though. Um, wait, I know exactly. Wait. It's not Madonna, right? Because it's all right. So it's eighty six. Right now, she didn't have a baby, and eventually it hit number one. Was say what is again the the it, was it, it a hit, woman? It, it's a woman. It's a female pop singer singing a song about someone having a baby, and the song first hit the top ten the same week that Modern Woman first hit the top ten. George Michael. I said it was a woman. Oh well, uh, well only on weekends. <laughs> Um, let me give you a hint. I'll just I'll tell you the wait, artist. Wait, wait. So the the woman who's singing is not having the baby. It's like a friend of hers having the baby. Yeah, it's just a song about a person having a baby. And it's not Madonna. It's not Papa Don't. Breathe. I didn't say that. It is. That's what it is. Oh, for some reason I thought that was in the nineties, but uh, so it is no. Papa Don't Preach. Yeah, nineteen eighty six. Yeah, I know she. That's that's the song I was singing in my head at first, and then I was like, no, it's not. Madonna didn't have the baby back then. So a song about having the baby. So I kind of got it. I knew it right away, and I didn't know what the song was until I had to go through it in my head. Right? Because what, what's the line? Papa, don't bring... Because they also, George Michael, like, and now you tell me that you're having my baby. Is that is that it? No. Yes. I don't know that one. But there were like two at the same time. We're talking about somebody having a baby. And there's that song, She's Having My Baby. No, that's a movie with Kevin Bacon, I think. No, I don't. I don't. I think yeah. there's, no, there's a song, though. Is that the um, Ricky Ricardo and Lucy one? Didn't he sing that song? Oh, maybe. 
La bamba la booba. No, wait, what's that song? Um, Sneaky Pete. Oh, it's You're Having My Baby. It's Paul Anka. What's the one that Ricky Ricardo sings? Me and My Baby? Let's see. Ricky Ricardo baby song. There's a brand new baby at our house. No, no, that's not oh, it. Oh, he sings We're Having a Baby, My Baby and Me. Yes, yes. What's Lu- Right, when he finds out Lucy's having the baby, that's what it is. Yeah, she keeps trying to hint to him and he doesn't get it. Yeah, and then he brings her up on stage. It was very exciting. I bet he's going to look just like you. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> We're having a baby. I'll bet she'll speak with an accent like you. She? Yeah. We're having a baby. That was like and the I, most watched show when he has that when they have the kid. Yeah, and she like is crying. I think in like real life in that on the, in the take because maybe they were, she was actually pregnant, right? So it was like yeah. a real like life yeah. situation. Yeah, I'm sure the writers were thrilled just the way they were. And I'm sure when Elaine came into Seinfeld, guess what, you guys? Oh crap! Got to get her new job as a mover now, so she'll have boxes in front of her all the time. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say your parody today might be better than the actual song. So what does Weird Alon have for us today? Weird Alon has a song called Bad Patience. All right, I'll walk in the mud. I'm just going to not going to say anything because the song sucks anyway, so it doesn't matter. All right. It's time for your biannual dentist trip. And you know he will be mad when he looks past your lip. You never use mouthwash and you forget to floss. You've ignored all of his good advice for preventing gum loss because you're such a bad patient. It's driving him crazy and your whole visit is spent cleaning off layers of plaque. And filling six cavities in the back. This dental work will cost you so much. Because you're such a bad patient. Hey, now. Uh, That was, it was disgusting at first, but then it got really good. And uh, then while you were singing it, I'm like, well, maybe this isn't that bad a song. So I I think (laughs) I forgot how it went while we were just sitting here. Because it's so forgettable (laughs) that when you were singing, I'm like, oh, this, you know, it's not bad. I, well, I might have just sang a whole different song for all we know. Uh, no, I think you sang it exactly correctly. And I do believe that uh, Paul Lauren can make something out of this in a big way. Yes. That's the thing. So, we'll probably love this song when he plays it. So look forward to that in October, folks. Yeah, let's come it up in a couple of months. The bridge wrap up. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. The bridge. We'll continue in a moment. Streetlight Bridge. We'll be back. <laughs> The album nobody asked for. (laughs) Well, folks, that was Temptation. 
If you like our podcast, be sure to go to Apple and give us five stars. We release new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss a single song. Follow us on social media at Billy Joel A to Z and give us some feedback. Did you know this was about Alexa Ray? If you have a kid, does this song hold more meaning for you? Do you hear the greatest American hero similarity? Yes. If you've heard the demo, do you like it better than the studio version? Everyone does except you. And did you remember to floss today? I floss every day, but only four teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Only the four teeth Dave has left. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. I should be leaving, but I can't cut it loose. I have my reasons for resistance, but I have no excuse. And I lose my composure. I could use some restraints. I never claimed to be a hero, and I never said I was a saint. She's such a Such a temptation